Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Pump rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, everyone, and happy new year. Wait, is this the first episode of 2022 or was it Raquel? I think it was Raquel. She beat me. I think it was. I guess we're already in the second week of 2022. She deserves it. Anyways, here doing a drinking and podcasting Cheers. with my girl Janet. Cheers. So, yum, rosé. So, one thing I like that we've been doing since we started hanging out again is drinking rosé. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to do that for a while because I was pregnant. And I've had so much fun since we've started hanging out again. I feel like we're completely back on track. back. Back doing the (laughs) podcast. And I hope we can do this even more often. I love, I keep getting messages from people that are like, I loved hearing you and it makes my whole day. It's so fun. But one thing I noticed when we were out the last time that we don't do anymore is smoke weed. Oh yeah. We used to get down with the weed. Literally. (laughs) Now I just, whenever we hang out, I'm like, ooh, Janet's coming over, Rosé. I feel like that's one of the things we first bonded over. We were like both girl stoners, which you don't encounter a lot. I mean, more nowadays, but I feel like growing up, all the stoners I knew were guys. Yeah. And then when you and I met out here, I was like, you want to roll a joint with me? Cool. Have we, I'm sure we've talked about it, but the first day we met, I feel like we should do a little recap. I loved that day. When I was out with Lala yesterday, someone was like, Mm -hmm. how did you two meet? And I was like, I owe all of my friends to Sheena pretty much. Yeah. And I always think back, if I wouldn't have gone to the pool party at the Mondrian Mm -hmm. where we met, my life in LA would be totally different. I would have who knows who I'd be friends with and where I'd be and what I'd be doing. But I met you and then now half the people I hang out with are people I've met through you. And Including Jason, my fiance. Oh my God, that's so true. Like... Who knows where I'd be otherwise. I was talking about this last night. So we went to watch the Chargers Raiders game mm-hmm. at a sports bar. And Brock is like totally cool with Rob the ex. It's so funny to hanging me. Hanging out. 
I mean, we are so in love, and like he's so confident. Brock with has everything. nothing to like, be intimidated at, by by Rob. <laughs> so I was like, you know, Rob hit me up and wants to know like what we're doing for the Chargers game because he's a massive Chargers fan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if we go to this bar, like, do you mind if he comes or whatever? And he's Brock's like, I don't care, like totally, we yeah. can hang out. And so Rob and I were talking about the day we went to that pool party and I was like oh my god I was like that was the day I met Janet but I'm like we wouldn't have gone to that pool party if there wasn't a rumor on the show that he cheated on me oh you guys are trying to be seen in public to fix things well no not even that it was just he was out of town he flew back I picked him up at the airport and I was just like I'm such a people pleaser chaser Mm -hmm. like if someone's pulling away I try that much hard to chase and I was like okay like I feel him pulling away I'm like what do you want to do today like do you want to like your friends are at a pool party like do you want to do this do you want to do that like I will Mm -hmm. do anything I don't like LA pool parties when I was 21 totally but like mid 30s yeah I was gonna say actually after we became friends I feel like we never went to a pool party so it's funny because that's not something I normally do especially the Mondrian yeah and I got blackout drunk. We got so high. We took <laughs> yes. like 200 photos on your camera. Literally, I'm not kidding. It was 1,100. Oh my God. And my memory card was full after that. Wow. There were 1,100 photos. I still have all of them. Yeah. We'll have to like throw it up on the shenanigans page for yes. this podcast. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I went. The only reason I went, I was here visiting, looking for apartments secretly because I knew I wanted to get divorced. Mm-hmm. So my friend Allie was here and I was trying to find like a sublet or something where I could come out and have my own place here. And the person I ended up moving in with and subletting a room from, I was texting him and I was like, hey, actually, I went to his restaurant first. He's a restaurant manager. Yeah. And he knew you. Was at your wedding? Yeah. I think he got a DUI that night. Really? Sounds about right. Yeah. He was with my cousin. (laughs) We were just talking about that recently, too. Sounds about right. But he, we went to his restaurant and had breakfast, lunch, whatever. And I was like, what should we do today? Like, what's, you know, fun to do, like, on a whatever day it was, Saturday in LA. And he's like, oh, like, there's a pool party at this hotel rooftop. And I was like, that sounds so LA. Oh my God, so so fun. fun. And so my friend Allie and I got dressed up. I was like, what do I wear? Do I wear a bathing suit? He's like, yeah, but you wear like heels and like with like a cover over it and you do not get in the pool. People in LA do not swim at pool parties, don't get in the pool. And I was like, okay. What kind of pool party is this? You just stare at the pool. Yeah, I was like, I guess I'll leave my goggles at home, which I now I just bring to pool parties and I don't care if I'm the only one swimming. But he was like, go to the Mondrian. It's really fun. I was like, okay. And then I got there and like probably a month before I came out on that trip, I had the flu and I stayed home and I binged five seasons or something crazy of Vanderpump Rules. So Mm -hmm. it was like fresh in my brain. I had everything memorized of like what had happened. I feel like when you watch it, like when it's on and stuff, you don't remember everything that happened, but I had binged it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is all fresh in my brain. I knew I was about to go through a divorce. You were going through one. We had like a Eskimo brother situation. Oh my God. Whose name we will not say. (laughs) 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 And I was like, oh my God, we should like you know, talk about this, whatever. And so I was like, hey, I think I'm going to move in with your friend. Mm -hmm. I was like, he actually told me here to come here today. And I texted him when I saw you from like across the room. And I was like, oh my God, Sheena from Vanderpump Rules is here. And he's like, I'm friends with her. Go say hi and tell her like, you know me. And I was like, okay. So I like ran up to you, was like, let's do a shot, which turned into like seven shots. So I was black 
out drunk that day. Oh, like we were hammered. All the pictures <sighs> now, I look back and when I first met you, I was like, oh, she just gets hammered. She's on like this bar show <laughs> and she just gets blacked out all the time. And like, this is her life. And now looking back, I'm like, that was probably the no. drunkest I've still ever seen you. Yeah. And I look I back at the so pictures out of my and your eyes zone. are like not open. I wasn't half there. Of them. No. <laughs> but we had the most fun day. We just had a photo shoot and we're just like running around drinking, smoking mm-hmm. on a rooftop, which I thought was so cool at the time. I yeah. was like, you can smoke in public here. Like in Ohio, you get arrested for this. Yeah. But we did used to be the biggest stoners together. I and know. now neither of us smoke at all. No. So I was so happy to learn, like when you and I started talking again, mm-hmm. the first time I think I had reached out when your dad passed away, but then yep. we didn't really rekindle anything yet. It was just like sending a message. Right. And then you hit me up on, on my birthday. birthday. Yep. So it was like right after I had the baby. And then we ran into each other at Ariana's birthday. Yep. So fast forward like another couple months. And that's but when we like, still... cried to each other. Yeah. Like, I missed you. I'm sorry. I know. And it was like normally I'd be like, let's go smoke a joint. Yeah. Let's have a shot. But I'm like, I'm breastfeeding. I don't smoke weed anymore. And you're like, I don't either. Yeah. And I was like, wait, We like what? separately both quit. You had to quit for a normal reason. Yeah. I had to quit because of a crazy, I don't even know if you call it a disease or a disorder or illness, maybe illness is the mm-hmm. correct word, but it's something I had never heard of until I got it. And then now I see it. It's like, there's like CNN articles. I about had never it. heard about this. So Ariana told me you died. I almost died. I flatlined in the hospital and like had a vision of my dead dad to bring it back to square <sighs> one. So there is something called cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome. CHS is what people call it. Mm-hmm. It happens to people who are like long-term stoners. I started smoking weed when I was in college. I didn't really smoke in high school because it wasn't my crowd. My friends and I like drank occasionally and stuff. We would like play beer pong, but like the stoners were like a whole vibe that I wasn't really that big of a part of. Like yeah. I smoked weed for the first time in high school, but like it wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. And then I got to college and the dorm room down the hall for me, they sold weed and there were these like hot guys. So my roommate and I were like, ooh, let's hang out in their room. We started smoking with them and then occasionally like my roommate and I would buy weed together and like just smoke it occasionally. Yeah. Then it slowly became like a daily habit. By the end of college, I remember like my sorority had an initiation night, which is supposed to be like fancy ceremony night and Mm -hmm. it was on 420 and I was like well I'm gonna be stoned (laughs) so I made a hundred weed funfetti cupcakes and I gave them all to my entire sorority so like the entire sorority could not function like half these girls didn't smoke at all they literally during the ceremony were like saying like all these basically prayers it's like basically Mm -hmm. like church nobody could get a word out without being like (laughs) (laughs) Because you're saying things like, hail, neophyte, thou, da-da-da-da-da, and like everybody's stoned, half of them for like the first or second time ever. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, one person be reading and be like, <laughs> and then everyone and would start cracking And edible highs are up. so different, too. Oh my gosh. And there was probably like five milligrams of weed in these cupcakes, but it was enough that put everyone was just slouched back in their chairs, dead in the eyes, cracking up. So by the end of my college years, I was a full-fledged stoner, which lasted into my adulthood. I was... Mm-hmm. I was always a very functional stoner. Like I could be, I could smoke weed in the morning, go about my full day. Like I graduated college in four years after smoking all the time. It never stopped me. I feel like also partially because of my ADD, it helped kind of mellow me out. Yeah. And then I could go about my day. So there, you know, 12 something years later, I'm still somebody who 
smokes at the beginning of my day, end of my day. It's just something I do. And Mm -hmm. I always got my shit done and it never had a negative effect on my life. Yeah. I also think I treated it like I sort of needed it to be able to eat. I never really had an appetite when I was younger. Like up until high school, I was really, really skinny. Mm -hmm. When I started smoking, I was able to like plow down food for the first time (laughs) in my life. Yeah. I kind of used it for that and like sleep and just anxiety and ADD and just it sort of helped me with a lot of different stuff in my life that I didn't want to take like prescriptions for. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was all fine and dandy until the fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. I started feeling like kind of sick. Did you smoke like a ton in quarantine I, when there was lockdown? So in quarantine when I was unemployed, mm-hmm. I was like, what do I do? Jason's working all day, every day. Yeah. Like, she's like closed up in his office. I'm sitting out there and I'm like, yeah. So it was like when I was unemployed all day, every day. I was mm-hmm. probably smoking a couple blunts a day. Oh my God. A lot. Because it was just like, what else do you do? I'd like smoke a blunt, go on a walk, smoke a blunt. Yeah, but like breakfast, the whole thing, like a- I take like a hit. I would do like I'm a half high. at a time. So I'd smoke like half a blunt in the morning, go for a walk, come back, smoke the other half, <laughs> make breakfast, finish breakfast, smoke the other half and put a show on. Mm-hmm. When you have, when I had no responsibility, nothing to do, that's when it got higher and higher that literally. <laughs> and I started smoking all the time. And then my dad died in November of 2020. And right around that time, fall, winter, I started noticing when I woke up in the morning, I was really nauseous, which is kind of like why I started smoking weed on a regular basis in general, because I would wake up in the morning and feel kind of like sick to my stomach. Mm -hmm. Smoking would always help. So I was trying to medicate the same way I always had by smoking through it, basically. And I started feeling worse and worse in the mornings and I would notice, and this is the telltale sign of CHS that I see like written everywhere. This is how a lot of people get diagnosed with it and realize it's that and not something else. If I felt sick in the morning, I would smoke and then I would take a really hot bath or shower and I would feel fine afterwards. The, Interesting. It was like, I would feel like I was about to throw up yeah. and then I would take a lot, like I'm a bath girl. I would take a I know. Hot no, bath. you literally don't shower. You I haven't only showered take in like baths. a year. Except if I'm in like a nasty hotel, then I will shower and not take a bath. What if you're somewhere that only has showers, like in my house in Palm Springs? I've showered there. I will shower. I just prefer <laughs> a bath. And I have like a whole ritual of cleaning my bath every mm-hmm. day so that it's always fresh and pristine. But like I'm a full-fledged bath person. So it was like right around the time my dad died. So I was like, oh, it, this is probably a physical sign of depression. Right. You're, I'm sick. I'm not, I have no appetite. I'm going through it and I, it all gets through it Mm -hmm. but I was still smoking and then I would take a bath in the mornings and I would make me feel better and I'd go about my day like nothing was wrong then slowly like the bath would only help for like a couple hours so then I was taking baths and showers four times a day like not washing my hair but just getting in the bath and having the heat oh wow like and then I'd be like okay and I'd be good for a couple hours then it would kind of the stomach stuff would come back Finally, it caught up to a point where I couldn't, the baths weren't helping, showers weren't helping, the heat was not doing anything Mm -hmm. for me. So on like a Friday, I started feeling really sick and kind of felt nauseous to the point where I was started to throw up. Then I threw up like all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And I was like, oh, I must, I was like going back in my head and I was like, what did I eat? Something, clearly I Thinking ate something. Thinking it's like food poisoning. Food poisoning or, or mm-hmm. I had like maybe E. coli or something. I'm like, was the chicken I had good? Like, did I check expiration dates? I'm checking online. Like, is there salmonella going around and like lettuce or something again? Right. Nothing. And after like 48 hours with stomach stuff, then I started thinking I might have cancer or like, like oh a tumor God, so or something really, yeah. really wrong. 
And by Monday morning, when I was still throwing up, like I was throwing up like every 15 minutes. Oh my like, God. Like I couldn't take a sip of water without it coming right back up. Did you ever think you were pregnant? I took a pregnancy test, wasn't pregnant. And it was right around, like I just got off my period or something. Okay. And like, because I was so sick, hadn't had sex. So mm-hmm. I was like, wouldn't be that. Right. But I still took a pregnancy test because I thought that at first. I was super worried. So by Monday morning when I had to call in sick, which I never call in sick for work, whatever I'm going through, like I have to be on my deathbed to call off a day of work. I just not what I do. Mm-hmm. So when I had to call in sick to work, I was like, I have to, I was like, I need to go to the doctor. And Jason was like, I think you need to go to the hospital. You haven't eaten in four days and you can't even keep water down. Like you're probably super dehydrated. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's go to the hospital and like see what they say. So go to the emergency room. They give me an IV. It made me feel better temporarily, and then I went home, and about a couple hours later, like, started throwing up again nonstop. Went back the next day. They were like, it's probably just a crazy food poisoning. You just have to get it out of your system, and I'm like, at this point, it's been, like, five days. I haven't eaten. I haven't been able to keep a sip of water down. The only liquid and stuff that was keeping me alive, basically, was the IV I was getting at the hospital when I went. Wow. So Monday and Tuesday, they just gave me an IV and sent me home. It helped for a little bit. Wednesday, I came back, and I was, like, still couldn't keep anything down, and they're like, we're going to admit you into the hospital. Jason had to leave because it was COVID time. So like I had to go back there by myself. A doctor comes in and basically is like, okay, let's go through your entire chart and all of your daily habits and all of your stuff. At this point, I was so sick. I was willing, I'm like, I I was willing to tell my deepest, darkest secrets. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be like one time in third grade, I like, (laughs) I cheated off of this person's homework. What I'll tell you anything, just make me feel better. And so I'm like, I smoke weed every day. These are the strands I smoke. I order it from this shop. These are any drug. Did you think like it could have been like poisoned or something like a bad batch of weed or something? And and I, but also I was telling him, I'm like, I drink like seven diet cokes a day. I love McDonald's. I was just gonna. I'm like, I'm telling him everything. I'm like, whatever it is, whatever I'm doing, I will stop anything. Just make me feel better because I was like. Basically, while I'm talking to him, in the 10 minutes I'm talking to him, I threw up like three times into a bag. Oh my god! And it's not even throwing up at this point. I'm just dry heaving and like... Right, because there's nothing in your system. Wa- like ice chips that had melted, water from that was coming out. And then like my bile for my stomach kept Ugh, coming out. It was so, so bad. And so he like is taking all these notes. He walks away for a second. He comes back and he's like, I think it's from your chronic marijuana use. And I was like, I just Funny. told you I drink seven Diet Cokes a day and I get McDonald's four times a week and you're telling me it's from pot? Yeah. I'm like... <laughs> This guy doesn't know anything. Can I get a new doctor, please? And and so he leaves, and there's a nurse who's our age and, like, cool. She just looks like someone I would hang out with. And I call Jason, and I'm like, this guy thinks it's from pot. So I was like, take me to Cedars. I was, like, trying to stay in the hospital that was in my, like, insurance network. And Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck it. I'll pay whatever bill. Ooh, Cedars bills, man. I know. (laughs) I'm telling you. I was like, but at this point, I was like, I'm going to die. He thinks Mm -hmm. it's from pot. Wow. I was like, there's no way. And so this nurse overhears me telling Jason, like, take me somewhere else. I don't trust or believe this guy. And she's like, hey, I know you think he sounds like a cop. She was like, read this information, pull this up. And she's like, it's called cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome, CHS. And I looked it up, and the biggest thing I saw in there was like, baths and hot showers temporarily relieve symptoms until it starts adding up. Some people take like 10 hot showers a day before they end up in the hospital. They had all these phases for it, and I was like, this is what I have. And I was like, how have I never heard of this? I've been friends with so many stoners for I had so long. never heard of it until Ariana told me what happened to you. And I was shocked. I was like, okay. And I was like, so what happens next? And then I started researching more and it got pretty scary because people were like, after I got admitted to the hospital, I was, some people were there for like two weeks. Oh my God. 
and you basically just have to wait for your cannabinoid receptors in your brain to clear out. So like if you think about your cannabinoid receptors as like water glass, Mm -hmm. every time you smoke, you pour water into it, it drains out a little bit. But when you're smoking all the time, like especially like I was during COVID, for long periods of time, years and years, your glass overflows. When you overflow, that's when you start throwing up, your body starts rejecting it. So That's so crazy. I ended up being hospitalized for six nights completely by myself in a room by myself. Oh Jason my couldn't visit me. Every other day or every day he would drop off like fresh socks and like PJs for me at the front desk. They'd bring them up and I would, could like change my clothes. I was on an IV of liquids. That was the only thing. They were like, as soon as you can stomach a bite of food and keep it down, we'll let you go home. Six days, they would bring me like chicken broth, applesauce, jello. I would take a bite, immediately throw it up. Couldn't hold it down whatsoever. So I was on an IV with liquids, morphine, and Zofran, which is for nausea. Right. But morphine for pain, which I tried to get the littlest of because you know, like, we both have encountered people who are addicted to stuff like that. And, so and that's like, how it starts with like an injury. Right. You're in a hospital or something. And, and then it's like, you need it. And in my brain, I was like, I could be here for two weeks. I don't want to be on morphine for two yeah, weeks. So they no, wanted to put me on so like scary. three or four milligrams of it. And I was like, give me a half a milligram. Let me see how that worked. And that at least dulled the pain enough yeah. that I was able to like sleep and not be literally crying from it mm-hmm. on like the fourth day. So this is for me like day like eight without a bite of food or drinking liquids and being able to hold it down yeah I went to sleep one night and I had a dream about my dad who had just passed where I just was I walked up he was like on a pier or like at the edge of like a beach somewhere and I walked up and I was like oh my god dad you're here and I hugged him and I felt really warm and light Mm -hmm. and I was like oh and he was like okay sweetie you have to go now and I was like no 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 I'm going to stay with you. Like, I haven't seen you in so long. I'm going to stay with you. And he's like, nope, you have to go. And he kind of, like, pushed me away. And right as I that was happening. I just literally got chills all over my entire body. And I don't – I'm not a religious person. I don't believe a lot of the <sighs> stories that I hear like this. But this kind of changed my perspective on the afterlife a little bit. I completely believe that when you have those dreams that feel so real – like it is a visitation it was from this real. person. Like a hundred percent. I've had those dreams before. And it was reassured to me because when he started pushing me away, I woke up because I started hearing beep, 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 like all this stuff. And I woke up. Oh my god, I just got chills again. All of my vitals on like the monitors were all beeping going off. And I woke up and I was like, and someone people started running in my room. And they're like, Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, I'm I'm okay. But I took me a second to be like, I gotta like snap out of it and they were like okay and they like did a bunch of tests and stuff and they were like you stopped breathing or your something stopped for a minute so they were like we're not going to give you I think they like lowered my morphine even more after that mm-hmm. and I was like yeah please don't give me anything that's going to do that but I basically like not fully flatlined but my vitals went dropped significantly for that time where I had this dream and they kept checking on me then more and more but finally wow. day it was crazy Finally, day six, I was like, I'm actually starting to feel better. And so they brought in like chicken broth and applesauce and I was able to keep a couple bites down. They were like, okay, we're going to let you go like end of day today if you can keep, you know, if it stays in your system. And like, this is maybe TMI, but like I didn't poop for four days or five days because I had nothing in my system. Mm -hmm. Like it was so weird. Like I would pee a lot because I had an IV, but like I've never gone that long without well, going to the bathroom. Well, when you have a baby, you also go that long. Really? Because so, yeah, the baby's you, like smushing in no, there? No, because you poop a lot while you're having the baby. Oh, no. And you then, pooped while you had summer? Oh, yeah. Everyone does. And they just like wipe it and keep Everyone going? Everyone does because that's the one Did thing Brock you have to it? do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> Saw it, probably smelt it. Yeah, that happens. To, happens to everyone. Aww. Anyone who says they didn't poop when they pushed out a human, I don't believe it. So they just like wipe you and, you, and keep pushing? Yeah, they have the little like pad under you and they just go, okay, keep going. And I'm like, no, no, because it's like, no matter what kind of epidural they gave me, I still felt it. Yeah. I'm like, you can't, t- I still feel it. Did Brock see it by your head or did he watch the whole thing down there? No, he watched everything. Oh my God. And I have it all on video. My sister was there it. with the camera, full vagina. <laughs> Birth. I want to see it. Yeah. Did you have a bush or like did you have? No, girl. I've been lasered for years. I know, you know but how this. do you? I always hear from super who. Oh, you've been lasered. lasered. That's why. Yeah. Okay, shout out to Laserway. They're doing a free one uh, laser hair removal right I now. Buy one get one. Because you know I always have hairy armpits. <laughs> yeah. And legs and no, it's the best. The I went today. Because a lot of people I know who are super pregnant are like, oh, I wanted my husband to like shave it because I can't reach down there. I can't see it mm-hmm. over the bum. Yeah. No, you definitely can't. But thankfully, I was lasered. I was. I've never been more thankful to be lasered than the third trimester of my pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really So yeah, funny. but it was like, I mean, at least five days after, maybe even a week. I was like getting concerned and they're like, That's normal. Wow. So well that's the longest I had gone without pooping. Mm-hmm. But basically Finally, I was able to go home, and then pretty much for a couple weeks after that, I could eat like 50 to 100 calories at a time before I would feel completely full because my stomach wow. was like nothing. Yeah. It, I had no basically tolerance for food. But since then, I don't smoke. And I thought it would be a lot harder, honestly, mm-hmm. like to give up. But as soon as I kind of got in the groove of it, I just didn't need it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I, I was like, oh, I can't sleep without it. I can't eat without it, I, whatever. But once I cut it out completely, I was like, I can do all these things just fine. Yeah. I fall asleep at nine o'clock on the couch every night. Yeah. I eat just fine. Let me tell you, I gained, I lost <laughs> 30 pounds in the hospital in the 10 days that I was sick. And then the time after, I went from 140-something to, like, 116. Like, I was, like, really, really skinny. You're too tall to be that skinny. And then once I started eating again, I was like, oh, I can gain, like, all this weight. And I gained it and then some (laughs) back. But I thought I wouldn't be able to have an appetite. I thought my anxiety would be really high. I thought I'd have all these issues. But actually, I'm like, I was relying on something that I really didn't need. It was like a crutch, right? And it's, like, to use to cope with something. To just because you're bored like there's so many different reasons that I realized too and once obviously I knew we were going to try again after the miscarriage and Mm -hmm. I had already quit smoking because I was getting ready to freeze my eggs and it was like oh I don't need this I started meditating a lot which is one thing I haven't done since I've had summer and I I have my harder now to disconnect it's so because even at night I I don't want to like zone out and meditate because I want to be able to hear her if she needs yeah. me. So it's like, I love my Calm app. I miss it so much. Yeah. But you're still doing but, acupuncture and that's mm-hmm. worked for you. I remember when you were freezing your eggs and I would go with you to your appointments and you would do acupuncture before or after. Yeah. And I was like, Sheena, you look more stoned than I've ever seen oh my you God. be stoned it's like just from acupuncture. Such a euphoric feeling. It is the best. And I still haven't done it and I want to do it sometime. When you're down in San Diego, come to my girl. Yeah. Her name's Monica Foitzik. She has has a second practice she just opened up but the first one is called Reiki City Wellness so it's an acupuncture and Reiki lounge and in one room they do Reiki the other room they do acupuncture have you done Reiki too yes and you like that and I'm going to do it again soon because when I was at acupuncture last week I was talking and Monica's literally like my only friend in San Diego I love her so yeah. much she's such a an amazing person (laughs) but it is it's nice when I have such a big circle in LA to have such a small circle in San Diego because I'm like can I escape hey Monica do you want to get dinner tonight (laughs) it's like what do I do yeah um so I actually love it 
but I was just talking to her about just how I'm afraid of everything. I'm afraid, you know, right now, like I'm watching the monitor constantly and I just keep checking, okay, Summer's at 26 breaths per minute. I'm always so afraid something's going to happen to her. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid when she eats, she's going to choke. But I know like deep down, I'm not manifesting this because I'm not actually afraid of it because I don't want to believe that it'll yeah. ever happen. I know that it could happen. I know so many bad things. But it's that motherly instinct that's totally. you just like and be I think careful that's and normal. check on everything. Yeah. But I, I want to have that go away a little bit at least. Yeah. Like I want to have the normal fears and be cautious, but I don't want it to consume my thoughts. And mm -hmm. some days I feel like it consumes me and it frustrates Brock and he's just like, honey, like, cause I'm like, no, 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 don't give her that. No, wait, break that in half. And yeah. I no, she can't try this yet. And it's like, he wants to give her scrambled eggs. And that's one thing we need to introduce soon is dairy and shellfish. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, but the eggs and like, she only has these two little teeth. And what if she doesn't chew it and it gets stuck in her throat? And I just Aww. like, I freak out and I'm like, I need to let go of these fears mm -hmm. because I do say them out loud. But when I really, truly think about it, I'm like, She's not going to choke. Don't manifest that because it's not going to happen. But it could happen. And that's why I have a life back in every house because it could happen. But I just want to be able... That's the thing that sucks food out if they're choking? Yeah. Okay. I want to be able to release some of these fears and like insecurities yeah. and just things that I feel. And Monica Reiki was like, you should do another Reiki session with Melly. Melly is so good. It's basically like you lay on like a massage table and they kind of just move their hands over they you, They walk right? you through like a deep meditation. Uh -huh. Like the first time I did it, it literally felt like an out-of-body experience. Weird. So she'll pick like a color and it's like, okay, you're going to focus on the color blue or mm -hmm. navy blue. Picture a navy blue this and this and that. So you're picturing, you're visualizing all these things and all of a sudden, I pictured my Self floating above me. That's crazy. And I was like, but I felt like there were like these stones that she puts in my hand. I think they're they're called Shugnite. <laughs> I don't know. It's called Shugnite. Wait, is that the guy who yes, like yes, killed the, Biggie? Or? Yeah, the rapper and all that. So you hold this Shugnite, and the thing is, you can move if you need to. I'm not yeah. paralyzed. But you feel paralyzed in the most relaxing way. And I'm just like... Like weighted I, blanket kind of. Totally. Okay. There were things that she did with like my inner child. There were cords that she said needed to be cut. There were just so many things. And she was like, today I was with your 12-year-old self. And wow. I was like, wait, I'm like, out of all of the 36 years you could pick, why would you pick 12? And she was just like, that was the age that you needed the most healing. And I'm like, Crazy. how the fuck would you know that that was the hardest year of my entire life? I was just saying, did something happen that year? Yeah, that I got severely bullied. Aww. I would wake up and like literally feel like I would just be better if I was dead. Aww. But I was never suicidal. But it was just so hard in school because everyone was so mean that it was just like... It was like my mom, like she was pregnant and then she had a miscarriage and she got pregnant again with my little sister. And I've never for one day felt anything less than so much love for yeah. my family. And I was never suicidal, but I just remember waking up just being like, it would probably just be better if I was dead. Aww. It was the worst year of my life. She it's, And you had never told her that. She no, just like, like I mean, there. now I'm saying this on a public platform, yeah. but that's not something that I just put out there and really tell people. Especially so like, specifically the age of 12. Yeah. I mean, I'll say like eighth grade. And like, I mean, I guess you can, you know, figure out yeah. 12, 13, 14, yeah. whatever. But when she said like she did work on my 12-year-old self, I was like, holy shit. Wow. It was insane. And, and then, you felt really better afterwards. You yeah. Felt, I felt like hmm. a, a huge weight was lifted. 
when I went in after my miscarriage, when I found out I was pregnant, the next time I did another session. And she said that the baby that I lost, his energy was still there. Aww. And I was like, wait, why'd you say he? Because I really felt like it was a boy. Yeah. And she was like, I just, I felt like it was a boy. And she goes, you need to be able to let him go Aww. because she needs room. And oh I was like, gosh. why'd you say I she? I just got chills over I my was like, I don't body. know. Like, I was only six weeks pregnant. We didn't know what I was having yet. And she goes, I'm just getting a female energy. I literally have goosebumps over my entire body. That is crazy. Yeah. And so I was like, but I don't want to let that baby go. Yeah. That's why I got the tattoo of my poppy flower, like yeah. for that baby. So I never forget him. But, you know, for her, yeah. I need to be like, okay, thank you. Like, if it wasn't for you, wow. she wouldn't be here. Every time I've gone, it's been That's such an powerful. incredible experience. Yeah. I need to go to her. Yeah. She's incredible. It's like almost like scary because I'm like, what age are you going to pick? There's a lot that I could, <laughs> there's a lot of bad years in there. Yeah. That's crazy though. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It was nuts. So. And now you have your baby summer mm-hmm. and it's all worked out. Yeah. How often do you go and do Reiki and acupuncture and stuff now? Acupuncture, I try to do twice a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like, didn't I, you were going that I much. went every Monday and Friday my entire pregnancy. Now that we're still like back and forth, I yeah. go at least once a week. And okay. then when we're back down there full time for the next few months, I'll do two times wow. a week. Okay. And then Reiki, you really only need to do like once a month maybe twice a month if you yeah. wanted to but like I felt like once a month was okay satisfactory yeah it it's, was really a good experience sounds like crazy healing mm-hmm. yeah and she has like different types of Reiki like they have some that can cure certain things in your body with like electrotherapy sort of crazy. things that can help cure like certain like viruses and whatnot that's wild see this is something that normally i'd be like eh, i don't know if i believe in that yeah since having the experience i did in the hospital mm-hmm. with my dad i'm like there are forces bigger than us and that maybe we can't see or fully understand that sometimes you just have to put your trust and faith in and mm-hmm. be like what's the worst that can happen you're gonna lay on a table for an hour sounds kind of yeah. nice yeah get stuck with a couple like tiny little needles it can't hurt, you know, acupuncture is like thousands of years old, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a Chinese medicinal thing that people have been doing for years. So clearly it's has some sort of effect and work yeah. on people. Otherwise it wouldn't be as popular as it is now. But that's something I feel like a lot more open to since having the experience I did in the hospital. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like I completely believe in that. I've had a couple dreams that literally shook me mm-hmm. to the point where I felt it was so real. Like my friend who killed himself, mm-hmm. when he came to me one night, it was like maybe almost a year after he died. It was like in that first year. Mm-hmm. And I, in my dream, was like in a house I've never been in. And there was a knock on the door. And I opened the door and it was him. And he gave me the biggest hug. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to do it. it. Like, it was an accident. I didn't mean to, like, go through with it. I didn't mean to do Ugh, it. That would kill me. And I woke up the next morning. And I, the entire day, Couldn't I was shake it. fucked up. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, my God. Like, he didn't mean to pull the trigger. Yeah. Like, he changed his mind at the very last second. And it was too late. And I truly felt like that was real. Yeah. There's a documentary about people who have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge mm-hmm. and there's been a couple of people that have survived and like broken like every bone in their body and they're yeah. like as soon as I jumped I regretted it mm-hmm. and things like that I had a similar experience you and I both have talked about this many times but I lost my best friend in high school from suicide also yeah. and I've had dreams with him where he's come to me and those didn't feel as 
I guess, like the light that I felt with my dad. Yeah. But he did come to me in a dream once when my parents were going through a divorce that had been going on for two years. And he came to me and he's like, I know you're struggling right now. Everything will be okay by your birthday. And about a month later, this was a couple months before my birthday, but a month later, my mom was like, I hate to tell you this, but we set our final like court date. And it's like, it was either like my on my birthday or the day before or after. And she was like, so I'm sorry, but we have one of our final court dates on your birthday. Oh, wow. And then after that, my parents' divorce was finalized and the fighting and the court and all this stuff I was constantly hearing about was gone. And Blake, my friend who passed away, Mm -hmm. had told me that everything was going to be okay on that date. And it kind of came true. And I was like, that was the first time I was like, hmm, maybe there is some sort of afterlife yeah. or something that's like a connection and people can kind of visit in another universe or dream state mm-hmm. where they can actually connect with us. But the one with my dad was yeah. extremely powerful. I felt like a light and stuff that I had never felt before. I remember I FaceTimed or like, because Jason has an droid, I probably like Instagram oh my God, did you videoed. Have to WhatsApp? Like- <laughs> Either WhatsApp or Instagram video chatted him. And I was like, you're not going to believe. I just had this dream about my dad and I started crying. I was like, it felt so real. I don't know what to do. And it was just this whole crazy thing. Yeah. That was the first time it really made me believe in that. Now I really want to try Reiki and acupuncture yeah. with you when you go. I highly recommend it. And like I said, you guys, if you're in the San Diego area, it's called Reiki City Wellness. And Melly and Monica are fucking incredible sounds incredible yes highly recommend well this has been a fun little drinking cheers cheers and (laughs) podcasting happy 2022 everyone do you have any resolutions so i mean one of them i had said is i really want to try and get over a lot of these fears that i have like i just want to try to be a more confident mom and just in myself yeah and i just want to feel more secure because i don't think i'm really an insecure person with a first baby too it's you're scary. always gonna have that scary stuff you know people always say like first baby you're like worry about everything and third you're like who wants to hold this baby right? i'm leaving you're like is this like, she's pasteurized or not don't give up yeah fuck. yeah right like <laughs> So I feel like that's very normal, but I think that if you just tell yourself, I've done a really good job so far, and I just need to accept that Mm -hmm. and know that everything's going to be okay because it has been okay, I think that's a good resolution. What about you? I'm trying to lose some weight, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to lose all the weight after I lost all of it and then gained it all back. So now I'm just trying to be healthy. I'm keeping track of what I'm eating trying to do Pilates more. I don't want to get, you know, unhealthy or anything like that. I just want to feel strong again, have better posture and have all the clothes that used to fit me, fit me again. Yes. But in a healthy way. You'll be there. Just lots of extra veggies and lean meats and not getting McDonald's three yeah. times a week. <laughs> I got it once since I've been dieting well. well. You, I mean, you need your cheese. I just days. had my one little McMuffin and hash brown and mm-hmm. that was it. I Perfect. Did, lunch is where I go ham. Yeah. Remember my Cheeseburger order? Cheeseburger and your nuggets and your Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> but no more of that. But yeah, just trying to be more healthy and regular and all around I feel like being a good person person and just trying to be well to my friends my family keep my priorities straight do well at my job yeah that kind of stuff definitely drink a little less yeah except right now yeah but like you know (laughs) just not every day exactly All right. Well, I can't wait for you to come back next yes. time you're here. I really want to talk about second weddings. Oh, yes. Because we both have been there. And now we're and both had, engaged. And we've had so many friends, I feel like, that have gotten engaged, married, yeah. babies for the first time. Yeah. And I feel like we could have some advice for what not to do because right. both of us have messed it up. Exactly. A time. Yeah. So we will be back soon getting into some more shenanigans. Until then, you guys enjoy your 2022. 
Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Sheena Shea. Shea FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it? Let me